what's going on everybody and happy father's day to all my fathers out there this is the black dad chronicles i am your host courtney mcintosh and yes this is being recorded on father's day um albeit at three o'clock in the morning and the reason why it's being recorded at three o'clock in the morning is because i will be attending a father's day brunch tomorrow uh and it's a potluck at the homie meech's house and so i have to cook i got off late i was tired i didn't have no money when i got off work so i had to come home grab my cash you know sat on the couch start chilling with the wife you know the kids was running around and i was just chilling so i got up and you know only thing i gotta do is you know i gotta cook some uh some beans um and just bring some like some tortillas and make some guacamole. I'm gonna make the guacamole in the morning. Um, but man, like I could not find my can opener, so I had to run to Meyer and get a can opener. You know, after I had already started, you know, prepping the beans. So, you know, I had my onions diced, I had my tomatoes diced, I had my garlic diced, and then I'm looking around. Yo, where is the can opener? So I had to run to Meyer get a can opener. But anyway, long story short, I'm up cooking right now. I mean, y'all should be in my house right now. Too bad you ain't got smell of vision on your radio or your phone or your computer or wherever you listen to this because, man, it smells great in my house. Um, but yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. So um, before we get started, I just want to introduce, hold on, I got to the book of the month around here somewhere all right now here it is uh the book of the month for the black dad chronicles book of the month for uh, the month of june 2017 is the power of broke um by damon john um star of abc shark tank you know people if you my age you know him for being uh one of the faces behind fubu for us by us um, and his story is the, his book is called the power of broke with Daniel Paisner, uh, how empty pockets, a tight budget and a hunger for success can become your greatest competitive advantage. So I picked this up from the Auburn Hills library, you know, go support your local libraries, people. Um, you can find anything that you need at your library, like the Auburn Hills public library. We got, Books, video games, audio books, like wild DVDs. Um, the kids area is humongous. So, um, you know, go to your local library, uh, get you some books to read. If you don't want, if you ain't got the cash to just be buying books all the time, um, just support the library, see what you find, can find. But once again, the Black Dad Chronicles book of the month for the month of June um, is The Power of Broke by Damon John. And that is replacing uh, the May book of the month, which is The Fire Next Time. I mean, yeah, The Fire Next Time for, uh, oh my goodness. You guys know what I mean. But anyway, so this is just a special edition. Oh, uh, also got another announcement to make. Um, coming this Friday. That will be, uh, once again, this Friday, June 23rd, 2017, 
the Black Dad Sports Show will be <laughs> premiering. So, yeah, I have another podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking all local Detroit sports. Uh, maybe not all. I'm going to focus on the Pistons, the Red Wings, uh, the Lions, and the Tigers also. Uh and then I'll cover some other sports, probably like Premier League, because I love soccer. My son loves soccer. Um, you know, Michigan football, Michigan State football, stuff like that. And I'll be covering as a fan. I won't be like, you know, following the team to every single home game and stuff like that. Because the only one of these local teams that I really follow like that uh, is Michigan football and the Pistons. I love my Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Yo, SVG. Let's get this draft pick, you know, right, man. Make a move or something. You know what I'm saying? Get us a higher pick, man. It's a loaded draft. But anyway, so uh, shout out to everybody who's been rocking with me. I really appreciate all the love. You guys really seem to be enjoying the interviews uh, that I've been posting. I got some more coming. Um, But uh, today, um, this episode, I just want to, you know, just take some time out to say thank you to all the men in my life who have uh, positively influenced me um, as a father, as a a human being, as a man, um, you know, as a husband, um, and just, you know, say thank you to them because, you know, people, you you take so many pieces of of, of people, um, you know, people, you could, people can teach you things and you could just be like, okay, get that, I get that, or I, you know, You'll be like, oh, I don't get it, I don't get it. But then you get it later and it clicks. Um, but you don't get a chance to say thank you to those people. So I just want to acknowledge a couple people um, to say thank you. But before I do that, I know I keep saying before I do that, before I do that. So um, I got a real uh, interesting situation coming up. So my son is 13. Um, he is headed to the eighth grade. I have not had the, you know, the the talk about the birds and the bees with him yet. And, you know, when I talk to him, I'm not going to mention birds and the bees at all. Um, But, you know, I'm going to have the sex talk with him. And I'm really, really nervous because I really, you know, don't know how to. Because, you know, if I'm talking to my wife, I'm comfortable talking about sex. But, you know. It's weird thinking about having to talk to a kid, especially a 13-year-old kid, um, about sex. Especially, you know, a 13-year-old kid who seems to be oblivious to, you know, sex and relationships and all that. Uh, I mean, my son ain't even, you know, looking at girls right now, man. It's just like he's just trying to. You know, like, when can I get to the next Yu-Gi-Oh game or something like that? Or, you know, he tried, he, you know, hooping or soccer. And it's just how I was, man. You know, I was interested in girls, but I really didn't get interested in girls until I got to high school. And, you know, I ended up becoming, you know, taking up real, real estate in the friend zone. I was the king of the, of the friend zone, you know, all throughout high school. Um... But, you know, I'm really nervous uh, about having this conversation with him just because I don't know what angle I should do it from, man. I mean, because nobody, like I said, nobody ever had to talk with me. Um, 
And I got into porn really early. I think I saw my first porn when I was about 10 years old, 11 years old, and it messed me up. I can honestly and truly say that that messed me up. And so I don't want to, you know, let him watch porn or, or something like that. Give him, like, you know, instructional DVDs or something like that. That Somebody actually did suggest that to me. That's the reason why I'm bringing it up. Somebody was like, yo, man, you know. Show them like, you know, they have the instructional stuff, the clean stuff. But no, I don't I don't want them to do that because, you know, my belief, I am a Christian. My belief is, you know, sex should only happen within the confines of, of marriage, you know. So with that being said, I'm a little nervous to have this conversation with him. And I'm actually thinking about, uh, you know, going live with it and recording it. But uh, he's already... I don't think I'm going to do that because CJ is already kind of walled off and not standoffish, but he, you know, he doesn't, he's not really comfortable expressing himself and expressing, you know, his feelings unless he's upset or, you know, bored, then he has no problem, you know, addressing his feelings. But, um, just in regular conversation, uh, he he's just not comfortable with it and you know that's okay i mean i'm not necessarily comfortable with it still and i'm 36 years old but like i said i'm comfortable talking about sex to my wife with my wife you know i could talk about sex with her all the time but you know it's different when you're you know doing it from a teaching perspective so Anybody who listens to this podcast who has, you know, kids who they've had to talk with, um, just, you know, hit me up. Uh, let me know how you did it. I already got, um, as a matter of fact, um, his best friend's mom I was talking to not too long ago. And she told me that she went ahead and had to, to talk with him because he just was asking questions. So, you know, he was, she just broke it down and the thing is like cj hasn't asked any questions it's like he hasn't been curious about it at all you know but and i i kind of sort of feel conflicted because i feel like yo he hasn't even asked any questions about it you know hasn't asked any questions about the female body or his body or anything like that just doesn't seem to be interested so should i go ahead and bring it up but then I was talking to my mom and she was like, well, either you could do it or he could find out in the streets or, but, or, you know, through, through one of his friends and that'll be all wrong. So I don't want him to learn it that way. I want to actually have the conversation with him, you know, unlike my father, you know, my father wasn't able to have that conversation with me because, you know, by the time I was of age and thinking about it, he had already passed away. Sorry for the yawn. Like I said, it is 3.16 in the morning that I'm recording this. But I'm not recording it live. So um, let's get into uh, the thanks that I want to give. But first, I want to introduce you to one of my sponsors. It's Father's Day, ladies. It's already too late, fellas. You know what I'm saying? Father's Day is today. Now, if you're still looking for a last-minute gift... My boy Johnny Mason over at Relax at J Mace can hook you up a bracelet in like 10, 15, 20 minutes. 
10, 15, 20 minutes, and it's good quality, and it's going to keep for a long time. I got five braces from Johnny, and I paid for them all. And, well, one of them he gave me as a birthday present, but I gave him, I paid for them all because he puts in the quality work, you know, to hook you up with a good bracelet, you know. So go ahead and show him some love. Uh, you can find the Facebook page is Relax by J Mace. Um, and you can find him also on Instagram, uh, J Mace 300 is his Instagram handle. You can see all the beauty that he posts up there. And, you know, your father won't forget it. Your, your, your pops won't forget it. You know what I'm saying? Your pops will like it. You'll get, your pops will be styling. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, you know, that's my ice on my wrist. You know what I'm saying? I just got this white and silver one from him. You know, it's a beast, but, you know, check him out. $20 for a bracelet. However you want to customize, he can customize it. My cousin from out of town, yo, she not going to be here till Friday. She coming in, you know, this Friday, staying for the weekend. Shout out to my cousin, Deshauna. She was like, Courtney, I need one of these. I need one of these. You know, my boy Johnny hooked her up. And when she get here, when she touched down, I'll probably have them for her. She'll be taken care of. But anyway, let's get into these things. So right now, I want to just take some time out to acknowledge, you know, the men who I can I can say, you know, I looked up to. Um, they were there to just, you know, show me, show me something, you know, growing up. It wasn't like I was, you know, left on my own to figure out a lot of stuff. I mean, I was, you know, I, like I said, I didn't really have the blueprint when I became a father because, you know, I didn't have anybody really to show me, but I did have certain men in my life that, um, I, I kind of hold dear to me um, and who who's always been there for me uh, along the way at some point or another in my life. Um, so the first person I want to thank is uh, Mr. Andre Brown. Uh, uncle Andre, as we call him, um, is my uncle Keep's best friend and they've been friends for years. And so Uncle Andre uh, was the first guy that I can remember ever being a father figure to us and he, he it's like he wanted it you know we were always over their house in the summertime you know or school breaks um and it was crazy because you know the middle school me and my sister went to shout out to Hallie Open Middle School they lived right on the same block that Hallie was on so we could walk over there after school you know and, and kick it and, and chill you know what I'm saying and Uncle Andre uh, really has a special place in my heart because he he showed me that when you're a man, you have to speak up for yourself like a man. You know, I can remember this this one incident where we was in Taco Bell. I'll never forget this. Um, we was in Taco Bell. He t- it was me, uh, little Andre. I want to say uh, my sister Muff. Um, you know, I'll never forget this. I bought a Mexican pizza. And I'm uh, was broke, and I was like, "Dang!" He was like, "What you need a fork?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Go up there and ask for a fork." And it was the Taco Bell. This Taco Bell is not there no more, but I want to say it's the Taco. It was like up on Six Mile and Livernois or somewhere around there. 
is a Taco Bell up there, or it might be, it might have been the Taco Bell that's across the street from Northland. I can't remember, but it's a Taco Bell. So, you know, it was a, a crowded people. So instead of, you know, walking up to the window, um, and asking for a fork, man, I was like 15. So I was just, you know, I was still kind of timid, still kind of meek. So I'm standing in line and I could feel like Uncle Andre's gaze on the back of my head. And I turned and I could see him out the corner of my eye. He just looked like he was just angry and not not angry, but just disappointed. So he got up, walked to the window while I'm still at the back of the line and said, hey, can I get a fork? And, I, you know, at this, I don't know why they didn't have a fork. So because now they do. He's like, hey, can I get a fork? My taco is broken. I need a fork. Can I have a fork, please? And, you know, right away they gave him the fork. And I just remember feeling so embarrassed. But in that instance, he told me, he was like, look, man, if you want something, you got to go get it. You got to be a man and go get it. You can't just be all meek and timid and just think people are just going to hand things to you. If you want something, you have to go get it. You have to ask for it. You know, you have to speak up. Um, Another thing Uncle Andre, you know, showed us was, you know, I've told you guys before that none of my friends had their fathers in their life. Their, their parent, no, nobody's parents was married, uh, except for uh, my boy Craig. And we used to see um, his dad at, up at the school all the time in middle school. Man, we knew everybody knew Mister Young. Um, but none, you know, besides Craig, you know, none of my friends had fathers. Their fathers weren't in their life, and I didn't meet Craig until sixth grade. You know, so. Um, Uncle Andre was the first, you know, guy I, I can really remember. You know, he was married, you know what I'm saying, and was a husband, you know. And, and shout out to Auntie Donna. They're, now they're divorced now. I think he's moved on and remarried. But, you know, growing up, you know, I just didn't see that unless it was him, you know. It was, it was, that was something amazing. It was something that I wanted and I liked seeing it, you know. And it was just like, dog. Why don't I have that? I wish I had that. You know, I remember just thinking, you know, thinking about my cousin Andre, like, man, y'all lucky, man. You got your dad. You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen my dad in, you know, years. So, um, you know, my uncle Andre, uh, he also, he's the one that gave me the, the sex talk, but he didn't really give me the sex talk that I'm thinking about it. Um, he did, uh, Show me the proper way how to to put a condom on and to use a condom, uh, you know, using a cucumber. That's what, you know, but um, that that's how I learned how to put a condom on Uncle Andre, you know, earning my clothes, Uncle Andre, you know. So I just want to thank, uh, take some time out to uh, say thank you to Uncle Andre, wherever you are. Um, I, I know he lives in San Antonio. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or if he even knows about it but you know i just want to thank him for uh you know showing me how to how to stand up straight be a man you know um next i want to uh thank uh mr martin Patton. martin uh mr Patton. uh they were our neighbors growing up um chris Sue and christopher keisha uh little martin mrs Patton. um they, you know, they were our neighbors for for a long time growing up, man. And we grew up with them. And, you know, it was like the second time, really, I saw, you know, a man in the house with his kids and their mother. And, you know, they were married. And 
it was like, wow, man. So, you know, I learned a lot. I learned, you know, how to look out for your kids. Because Mr. Patton looked out for all of us, man. All of my friends, all of our friends, you know what I'm saying? They weren't his kids, but, you know, we always, I remember he always used to take us someplace, man. They was part of a van club, had a fly conversion van, and we was always at the little, you know, cookouts they went to, you know what I'm saying, took us to the park and all that, family reunions, you know, they family lived down the block from us. So, you know, once they moved in and next door and, and, you know, we got close and it was just like, man, we was, we was everywhere with them, you know, and he, you know, he treated us like he knew we didn't have a father. So it was like, he had to set an example, you know what I'm saying? Not only for his kids, but for us, you know, so he did that. And I just want to, you know, hey, man, y'all keep hearing my computer. I hope this ain't coming through on the podcast, but it probably is. But, um, you know, I just want to thank him uh, from the bottom of my heart for um, just looking out and, and showing me what you were supposed to do when you're in the house, you know. Next, I want to say, uh, you know, I want to, you know, thank my first role model. Well, my first two role models I can ever remember, man. My grandfather, uh, God bless his soul. He passed when we were 14, when me and my sister was 14. And I remember, man, Gramps was just like, he was granddad, and he wasn't like, you know, the loving and affectionate granddad. He was just kind of like the hands-off granddad, but he'll give you that stern talking to when you needed it. But he always, wherever we needed to go, man, because my mom was working two and three jobs sometimes. Gramps took us to every single basketball practice. Um, we went to church with him, and we used to hate going to church with him only because we would be there so long. He was a deacon at, you know, at Tabernacle Baptist Church. Um, he, he used to take us to the barbershop all the time, you know, before we found the one uh, up the block from us. Um, I learned how to cook from him. And the reason why breakfast, breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Anybody who knows me, uh, knows that breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. Pancakes are my favorite food. And it's because I watched him make breakfast growing up. It seems like I was always in the kitchen when Gramps was cooking always. And speaking of cooking, I got to check these beans. Man, I wish y'all could smell my house right now, man. Because the beans is, you know, smelling so right. But, yeah, my grandfather is, you know, is the guy who I learned, is how I learned to cook, man. I remember grits, hash browns, you know. I cook like him. You know, it's like he used to fix us pancakes, grits, eggs, sausage, all that stuff all together, man. It seemed like basically every day, man, you know. That's how we grew up. That's what we grew up eating. That's who I grew up watching in the kitchen, trying to emulate him. Um, now, he, because he was from, you know, Gramps was from Georgia, so I thought he ate some nasty, you know. Yo, he ate chitlins. I ain't never ate chitlins, bro. And, you know, he ate, I never remember he brought some raccoon in the house that he, you know, went hunting and got. I remember him, like, cleaning fish in the kitchen, you know, with the fish scales all over the place. Um, and then I remember, man, he used to take us up to this little ice cream shop on Finkel and, man, where was that? 
shop, not Livernois. It might have been Finko and Livernois, but it was like an ice cream shop, florist, and they had like, you know, a little bit of produce. I remember they used to have like the biggest grapes um, in this place. But I remember Gramps used to always give me black cherry ice cream. Man, I don't know who knows. You know what Muffin Duck used to give. I always used to get black cherry. His favorite was butter pecan. He, we used to keep butter pecan ice cream in the, in the freezer because that was his favorite, man. But I remember one time me and Muff was, uh, you know, in school. And this was before Duck was in school. You know, we got so mad at Gramps one day because him and Duck came, you know, to pick us up. And Duck had a Happy Meal. And he ain't had nothing for us. I remember me and Muff being so mad, man. But, you know, I miss Gramps. Um, You know, rest in peace. You know, we all miss Gramps, man. All of us. And then my cousin Kevin Melson, man. Kevin was probably really, really my first role model. Because, you know, he's not too much older. He's probably like two and a half, three years older than me and Muff. And, you know, he hooped. And I used to just be want to be like Kevin, man, because he played ball all the time. All he did was hoop, man, it seemed. And he actually turned that into a pretty successful, successful career. Um, he hooped overseas for about 10 years. Now uh, he and his beautiful family, shout out to Regin, shout out to the kids, um, live in Indianapolis, man. And they, you know, run a basketball training, you know what I'm saying, at camps and stuff like that. Um, Regin is a high school basketball coach. She's also the chaplain of the Indiana Fever of the WNBA. You know, shout out to them. But, man, I remember, you know, growing up, I used to get my hair cut the same way all the time. Just get a Caesar, even all over. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had no waves. I ain't had nothing. But, man, I remember Kevin used to get his hair cut like certain basketball players. The first basketball player, I remember him getting his hair cut like was David Robinson, you know what I'm saying? Because David Robinson was in the Navy, you know, he had the high and tight, but it was also kind of cut in a V in the front. Um, and, you know, he David Robinson actually still kind of wears his hair like that to this day, um, except for, you know, his, his, his hairline getting pushed back a little bit, but he still kind of wears his hair like the exact same way. So I saw Kevin with that hairstyle. I was like, dog, I got to have that hairstyle. Then when Larry Johnson came in the league, grandma, mom, man, he had the the fade with the with the part in the middle, and then Kevin had that haircut. I was like, dog, cause I gotta get my haircut like you. So I started getting my haircut like that. It was just like I just wanted to be like Kevin, and I emulated him so much and got so much inspiration from him. I mean, one of the things I had to deal with as a child because I was, I guess, you know, and it's funny because I keep looking at cj and i draw these parallels like yo i wasn't like that but man i was like that man i was 13 years old at like five six five seven wearing a size 13 shoe so i got clown for that man and my mom wasn't trying to buy me ah the bigger your feet get the more your shoes gonna cost even though that's a lie but you know my mom wasn't trying to keep buying me shoes so i used to get all my shoes from kevin you know what I'm saying? His old shoes, because he kept them fresh. And because he was hooping, he got, you know, like team shoes. So I remember I got my first pair of Jordans from him, the Jordan 3 Cements. I got those from Kevin. And there was a size 12, but I wore them boys almost every day. And because it was real leather, they stretched, so they start fitting my feet. And, you know, 
actually my foot gotten big. I actually were 14, but you know, I was 13 years old because I was thinking about this the other day. I bought CJ some soccer cleats, and you know, I bought him a six and a half, and it was too small. I'm like, man, you got some big feet, but then I'm like, ah, I was 13 wearing a 13, so you know. But man, shout out to Kevin. You know, uh, I always wanted to be like Kevin, man, growing up. I just, you know, everything, man. Learned, I, I started dribbling a tennis ball because Kevin dribbled a tennis ball, all that stuff. And, man, it's so beautiful to see him with his kids because he he's the goofy cousin who's always playing, always fun, you know, and he's like that. Watching him with his kids is a beautiful thing because he's the exact same way, man. So, Kev, I love you. I know you listen to the podcast. Um, thanks for inspiring me, inspiring me um, growing up. Um, thanks for being an example for me. Um, the next person I want to thank is a man named Darren Calhoun. Now, I didn't meet Darren until I was an adult. So, um, I met Robin. Um and I'll never forget, man. You know, me and Robin was friends. We was cool. I liked her, but I had a girlfriend. And I'll never forget, man. Um, April 1st, 2003. Because it was Good Friday. Because, and, you know, I was like, yo, you want me to go to church with you? And it was like, yo, you know, when a dude want to go to church with you, man, that's when you got him. So, you know, I was like, yo, I, can I can I roll to church with y'all on Good Friday? She's like, yeah, you know, she asked her grandma. Her grandma was like, cool, with a little smirk, because she knew what was up. May knew what was up. Um, and then I remember, man, walking into church with them, because it was the three of us. Everybody was looking at me, smiling and all that stuff, cheesing. I'm like, man, what the heck? Cause I, man, I'm telling you, man, I was that kid that was just oblivious to everything, because I didn't know nothing, man. I didn't know. I didn't know what that meant to, you know, go a, uh, you know, if a girl brought a guy to church that she was really feeling him, I just l- really liked her and I just wanted to go to church with her, man. And I was like, but man, and, and one of the funny dynamic dynamics is, um, she had a long time boyfriend throughout high school and you know what I'm saying? He cheated on her and stuff like that, but you no, know, he still went to the same church. He was the drummer at the church. Um, and I remember like she was really cool with his mom. And I remember, the first time I, you know, I went to church with her and she was like, she looked at me, she smiled, gave me a big old hug and, uh, you know, looked at Robin and smiled, uh, you know, rest in peace to Miss Wanda. Um, but you know, it was just like, man, what's going on here? So Darren was one of the first men I met at church and he's kind of like uh you know I looked to him for you know for spiritual guidance man you know I wish he moved he got a promotion at his job last year so now he don't live in Michigan anymore man but I miss him um I'm trying to get him on the podcast soon uh man working working Skype to to record a podcast yo it's more difficult than you would think man but you know but shout out to Darren he's every time I need him I just shoot him a text and, you know, he hit me right back no matter what time a day or night it is. If I need something, if I need to talk, you know what I'm saying? He shoot me a text and boom. Now, um, last but not least, and you know, it's, it's, I know I'm, I'm going, it's only like number five and it's been, 
you know, a lot more men, a, a, a lot more brothers that I've encountered in my life who I've taken pieces from, you know, as far as being a father, being a good husband. But, you know, this was kind of like the list, you know. Um, so last but not least, I got to, you know, send a huge thank you and a huge shout out to my Uncle Keith Mobley. Uh, Uncle Keith, man, was the guy. You know, once I got to, I was about 16, you know, I didn't know what Uncle Keith did for a long time as a job, but I knew he was always fresh, always had a fly suit on, and he always kept a fly car, man. He'll never let me forget the day. It was probably like eight years old, man, 4th of July, and we had the sparklers. And, you know, my mom looked at sparklers. I, I let that mug, I was holding it to it was almost out man and you know if you ever held a sparkler before when it started getting down to the tip and you holding it at a certain point that metal gets hot so i was holding it kind of up on the stem and it was getting hot man so i was just swinging around so then i threw it up in the air landed right on the hood of his bmw man he was so mad but i didn't get in trouble for it I didn't get in trouble for it, but I could see he was mad, but, you know, and he still brings that up jokingly to this day, man. My Uncle Keith, I just wanted to be, like, I, when I had a vision of myself, I imagined myself in a black suit with some sunglasses on and, and jumping out of a fly car, man, that, you know, because that's how Uncle Keith was to me. He was like this larger than life, this superhero, you know. And, you know, we wasn't his kids and he knew we wasn't his kids, man. But he he just always he always had time for us, always had time for us, man. Spending, you know, I can remember like me, uh, Duck and little Andre spending the night over his house on a Friday night, just like destroying wild, you know, copious amounts of pizza and then going waking up. Going eating breakfast, going to the movies the next day, man. And Uncle Keith has always inspired me. You know what I'm saying? And he never gave me nothing. He never gave me a handout. He's always like, look, man, you don't get handouts in life. You know what I'm saying? You got to work for them. And I worked for, you know, my spot. You know, and you got to work for it. And he's never, never gave, given me anything. He's never handed out. But, man, to this day, Uncle Keith still shoot me a car. Uh, and we battle on on. Uh, birthday cards, man. He and I and my mom, we go back and forth who could get each other like the most outrageous or funniest car. And oh, I didn't got even the last two years. Uncle Keith, you slipping. And I know, you know, he's listened to the podcast a couple times, but he's gonna listen to this one because I'm gonna send it to him. Um, but man, Uncle Keith is has always been, uh, Man, and an example of for, for how I dressed, and you know, like I said, to this day, always shoot a birthday card, always shooting a text. He, you know, I give him <laughs> advice and help on how to use his phone properly. You know, I gotta help, gotta help the old timers out. You know, what I'm saying uh, when, when it comes to technology, uh, you know, I'm just kidding, Uncle Keith. Um, but uh yeah man and then every every quarter man Uncle Keith we have this time called time with our with your favorite uncle cuz to 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 us we better refer to him as our favorite uncle you know me muff duck kip kevin and stacy that's you know you know my mom's kids and my aunt lenny's kids and 
every every quarter he takes us out to lunch he fits the bill he picks the players and he doesn't have to do all that stuff man but you know he does it because he loves us and he does it because we're family and you know uh he is just he he takes this time out you know what I'm saying he's been doing it since we were kids it's not like something that he just started you know as an adult uh man it's like I've even, you know, I'm like, yo, Uncle Keith, let's go catch some lunch. And the times that he and I are going out to lunch solo, he's paid for it. And I invited him out, you know, and I'm like, you know, I invited you out, man, you know. But, you know, he copped a Porsche two years ago. I was the first one he let drive it, you know what I'm saying? So, Uncle Keith always has a special spot in my heart, man. My kids love him. Uh, he, uh, he even... You know, hits Robin up on her birthday every single year. He remembers all the kids' birthdays, hits them on their, you know, on their birthdays every single year. Um, and Uncle Keith has really, uh, out of all the men in my life, Uncle Keith was most, you know, like a father to me. Um, and Uncle Keith, I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I love you, sir. Um, you have been a great help to me in my life. Um, you've been a great example and a great inspiration to me all my life. And I just want to thank you. And I ask that you keep doing it. And when you go on your hot air balloon ride, I want to be the one, um, with you. So like I said, thanks. And, and not only to uncle Keith, I want to thank all the men who's positive me positively and negatively. Well, positively most for the most part influenced me, um, throughout my life um as i make this journey on uh, through manhood and fatherhood so um with that being said i got an announcement to make oh well i already made the announcement early in the show but remember friday july 23rd the day after the nba draft the black the i will be debuting uh the black dad sports show um it's going to be me. Um, I, I might have, you know, a co-host. I'm, I'm working on some things. Um, I got a couple interviews coming up um, that I think you guys are really going to enjoy with, you know, some really interesting people, really good conversation. Um, so I just want to thank everybody who's ever, you know, downloaded, you know, shared, um, you know, just took the time out to listen to this podcast because you don't have to. But the fact that you took your, your, you know, your 30, your 45 minutes to an hour to listen to, to me talk, you know, I, you know, I can't, words can't express how much I appreciate y'all. Um, and, you know, also, if you want to join the conversation, it's a couple ways to do that. Um, you could shoot me a message on the, on Facebook or you could, you know, Leave a comment or a post on the Black Dad Chronicles Facebook page. It's, you know, the Black Dad, it's www.facebook.com slash the Black Dad Chronicles. Um, you can shoot me on, shoot me a, a message on Instagram. At, uh, you know, Black Dad Chronicles is my Instagram handle. Um, I'm going to be changing my Twitter handle probably because Black Dad Crime is kind of like a, I don't like the fact that I can't, you know, spell the whole thing out. Um, you can also hit me on Google Plus, Courtney McIntosh. Um, but for right now, you can hit me on Twitter at Black Dad Crying. You can also shoot me an email 
um, at blackdadcrying at gmail.com. So remember, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Um, find me on iTunes, like, download, share, comment, rate. Give me that five-star review. Um, but until next time, I told y'all I might have some bars for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I like, I really like the, uh, the music that I chose for my intro and outro songs. Um, so I got this outro plan. So I really think I'm about to give y'all some bars and I'm not a rapper. yo. I'm not a rapper, but I think I got some bars. I'm feeling inspired, man. I was listening to some, some Big Crit, man. I got a shout out to Big Crit. Um, man, hold on. I'm going to I'm I'm come in. Uh, yo. Yo. I'm trying to catch the beat at the right time. I told y'all I got bars for y'all. I ain't got no cars for y'all. Yeah, my flow is whack, man, but I ain't got no charge for y'all. I'm cooking up them beans and rice. Yeah, man, my food is nice. Yo, anyway, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I told y'all, yeah, I'm not a rapper, but anyway, um, I'm more like Puff or, or Damon Dash. I could, you know, I could talk over the beat, you know, that's right, you know, but, uh, anyway, um, Thanks for joining along. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, I think I really am going to write some bars to this, though, because this, this beat is dope, man. This beat is so killer, and I don't even know. Yeah, I found it off of YouTube, man. It's just one of those joints on YouTube that's for free. And I was like, yo, I want this to be my outro song. Peace and love. <laughs>